FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by the CEO of Intro Matchmaking, Fergal Harrington. Hello. Hello there. Thank you for having me, Louise. Thanks for chatting to me. It is Valentine's Day. I think at this point, everybody knows that. But do days like this kind of put pressure on people? Hugely. It's very hallmarky. It's very, um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. And if you're in new relationships as well, you know, what is too much? What comes off too strong? What isn't strong enough? Uh, it's hard to gauge. Uh, when people are thinking, oh, will I go out for dinner? And it's like, okay, I've got 19 minutes. Then you're rushed off the table. Then you're surrounded by people who are like really loved up couples that might be in relationships for three or four years. And they're doing the whole, you know, oh, we, we're so comfortable with each other. But if you're going out on first dates or if you're a first couple of months, it can be awkward. So I kind of personally say avoid it if you're, um, if you're, go- if you're just starting out. Um, going out on like Valentine's evenings is just not a, not a great idea, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, as well, it kind of paints the wrong picture. It kind of it makes people think that it's acceptable just to be romantic on one night of the year and then they just forget about the rest of the year um, when, in fact, it should be kind of a three, six, five thing. Not to sound twee, but I, I think it. I think if people focus more about what it is they should be doing on a daily basis with their partner, as opposed to thinking I need to just be a nice gent or a nice partner or a nice woman in a relationship, I think it just... Yeah, it's it's just a bit too commercialized, I find. I think it, we lose focus on on where we're at. Um, a lot of the time people call us and they say stuff like, well, I'm, I'm six years in my relationship, but I don't really think it's going anywhere. But it's oh, easier yeah. to be in a relationship than to be single. So I just kind of remain there and I kind of just float on by. Um, and if that happens, I think what Valentine's can do is it makes people take stock as to where I'm at in this relationship. Where are we at? Where are we going? Do we want this to go where it's going? Um, if anything, I think it's good for that. Yeah. Do you know what? I fully agree with you. I saw so many people buying flowers and chocolates and the whole shebang yesterday. And it does feel a little bit false where, like you said, it should be something that's kind of happening all the time in literal ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just, I, I like at Christmas time, at family events, at uh, Easter, anything that's, sort of special occasions where people spend time with each other or people are forced to spend time mm-hmm. with each other <laughs> or family. Uh, it makes everyone sort of look at their lives and their situation and take, take stock, as I say, um, as to where I'm at, where I want to be. Am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Um, she wants kids, but I'm not sure about kids. Is it right to, con- to continue on with this relationship if I feel like I'm probably stringing that person along? They're now 38. Am I you know, standing in their way of ever having children if I continue on not having this discussion. So I think uh, communication, open communication and honesty about what it is that I'm hoping to get out of this in future. I think uh, is that in line with yours? Absolutely. I also find with social media, there's a lot of so-called rules that seem to go along with dating and what should happen when and, and all these different pressures that we're suddenly finding in relationships. How do you... I suppose, how do you interact with a relationship in the beginning properly rather than go, rather than sinking into all these rules that we should be doing and ticking off? I, I think it's only going to happen if you actually are fully honest about who it, who it is that you are from the get-go. If you are honest in your, uh, say you're on online dating sites or your profile, be as brutally honest as possible to say, this is me, this is what I'm like, this is what I'm at, This is uh, these are my traits and qualities, these are my flaws. These are." If you do that, 
the refreshing amount of honesty is going to really um, stand out because there's so much deceit and deception and lies all over the internet, all over people's profiles that people actually just say what they think the other person wants to hear as opposed to what's actually true. So if you start out from a very positive, honest uh, sort of point from the get go, I think then it will it will happen in a fluid you know, consistent sort of natural kind of way and it will progress into the areas that you want it to. I mean, we have people now um, who like they get together in their early 40s, early 30s, and they're like they're having they're, they're they're pregnant within six months because they don't beat around the bush. They don't mess around. They just don't they don't waste people's time. They say, well, you know what? I don't have time to waste. So uh, being honest with you, this is what I'm looking for out of this. I'm not saying first date. I'm saying, you know, fairly, fairly lively. They are saying. This is what I would hope to get out of this. I wasted about six years of my life because I was climbing the ladder in terms of career. I was further educating myself. I was a busy, I was a busy fool. I was running around the place. I was run ragged. And now I want to really focus on my, you know, my attention on my personal side of things. I want to commit myself as much as I have been to work to my, you know, my future partnership and my future relationship. Um, so I, I, I think I think it happens organically with people who are very honest and very upfront from the get-go. It's when we're very Irish about things. Irish are saying nothing, sweep it under the rug. Let's not talk about that. That's very serious, you know. That kind of stuff is really annoying and that wrecks my head. And when I hear people saying, oh, we'll see what happens. We'll wait and see. I hate waiting and seeing. I hate <laughs> what's meant for you won't pass you by because it does pass you by. And I have one guy who rang and he was 36 when he first called. And then he just kept on like I knew from the very get go because I have to talk to people all day, mm -hmm. every day, non-committal. I knew he was going to be indecisive. I knew he was just going to be like, yeah, we'll see. And so every year for 12 years, he'd been calling and he was then 48 last year and he's still hemming and hawing. Will I, won't I? And then he started to give out to me at the end of the conversation and said, well, why won't you give me a 33 year old? And I said, first of all, we don't give people to people. It's consensual and they have to be happy with you just as much as you have to be happy with them. But you can't just decide what you want. Mm. So you could have also met a 33-year-old had you made this decision when you were 36, but you didn't. You procrastinated. You sort of buried it inside of, in the back of your mind and you just got on with life. And you just, so men do that a lot of the time. If you're ever to advise men, it would be just to, to make a plan. Like women are fantastic at planning ahead. They know what their five-year plan is, what their 10-year, where they're going to be, where they want to be. Men are just floating on by, kind of asleep at the wheel, just thinking, doop to do, let's see where we end up and blah, blah, blah. And then they end up being 45-year-old guys who are the perpetual, you know, singleton and who are Peter Panny and who are kind of commitment phobic. And they just, they are annoyed that they're single, but they don't know why they're single. But then they won't make a decision. Um, that that's that's key to Irish uh, Irish men, and that sounds like a sweeping generalization. I realize, um, but I will go out there and say that that is the case. Uh, from speaking to people for thirteen and a half years, um, it's it's a huge issue. Indecisiveness and procrastination is one of the biggest issues, and it's why we have so many single people in the country. And also, the fear of rejection is a massive thing. So people not putting themselves out there, people worried that people are going to say no to me or they're going to reject me, they're not going to find me hot enough or, or intelligent enough or whatever. Um, then they don't put themselves out there at all. So they say, oh, well, it's easier to be single. <clears throat> at least I'm not being rejected. So it's 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 kind of a deep rooted insecurity and a worry that um, they're probably not going to want me. So let's not uh, let's not throw myself out there. And so I think people need to just realize that 
they have a lot to offer. They are decent. They are great. They are nice. They are warm. They are kind. If they are all those things <laughs> and just say someone will be happy with me if I, if I put myself out there in an honest way. Is this the problem with dating apps then? You have all these people on these dating apps who don't really want to be on them or getting involved in anything at all. Yeah, a lot of the time, uh, as I'm, yeah, just following on from that, I would say it's a lot of people who are, they're, they feel like they want to know that they've got options, but they mm. wouldn't actually want to follow through on um, actually meeting. They want to know, it's like the Facebook likes or the Insta likes or whatever. They want to know that, you know, oh, that's cool. People see me, they want me, they potentially uh, could want to date me. That's enough for me right now. I don't think I have the courage to follow through. That's why everyone ghosts everyone. That's why everyone is kind of, you're expected to be witty within seconds. Of, of, a, of a message being sent. And if you're not witty, then they get a, you get abused, you get mm-hmm. attacked, you get trolled, you get whatever. Um, um, whereas, you know, if, if they follow through, they wouldn't be online for three and four years. But I have people who ring up and they say, literally, I've been online three, four years on all of them, on Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, POF, you name it, Tinder. I've been everywhere, Grinder, whatever. And they just say, well, why is it not working? What's going on? And I'm like, well, you're on the same thing for the last three or four years. And if you keep on repeating the same mantra day in, day out on the same platform with the same types of people, well, then you're not going to have a different result. And that's why you need to just change things up, put yourself into a different pool of like-minded people. Like if you're a 36-year-old female who's looking to meet someone to settle down, start a family, get married, all that, but yet you're on the free dating app and not willing to invest into yourself to actually put yourself out there with other motivated people, well, then you shouldn't be it's like that it's like the person that you know that hates their job and they keep on moaning about their 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 boss but they don't ever talk about you know looking up indeed or getting on to the hr recruitment company or agency and saying okay what could i do what what could i change i've got these qualifications and i've got that because they get comfortable they get comfortable in the in the rut of a job that they're in and they just think ah, it's handier just to see here stay here like having to start a new job and make the effort to meet new people and making new friends with all the other staff members that's the same thing with uh, with dating it's easier to be single and be comfortable in my own in my own sweatpants at home at night than actually put myself out there and go out there again because oh it's hard work that's it's the fear of 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 putting in the effort and that's why i always say to people when they call us I say this is almost as difficult as, as as a full-time job. You need to work with us. You need to decide that you are going to invest your time and your energy into us finding you the best match together. You cannot just say, okay, I've signed up to this fancy place in Grafton Street. Now I expect you to find me the sun, moon and stars. And I want them this height and that hair color. And I want them that career and that education from Trinity College. That's that's how people talk. It's become very entitled. Dating has, and people are very dismissive of of other people, and it's very transient. And people are disposed of easily. They think, ah, oh, not hot enough. He's only six two. He's not six four. I want six four. And then we have to be the voice of reason, saying, well, I'm I'm very sorry, Louise. The average height of a man in Ireland is five seven and a half. So you'll be waiting a while to get all your matches to be six foot four. That's for sure. So it's silly little things like that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, it's sad that we've gone a bit shallow. Totally, ridiculously shallow Mm. and very entitled and very, um, we dismiss people on the basis of belts, not matching shoes, Mm. on hair color, on eye color, on, you know, 10 letters after his names. Absolutely. You know, and and the the main, the main issues are, are, the unwillingness to travel is one of the biggest key things. And you know yourself and your listeners will be there and they're listening in the area that they're in. But 
they may think that traveling more than a half an hour is a pain in the you know what to have to meet a person but in ireland if they're not willing to do that and they've got a radius of 10 kilometers on their uh, on their profile they are absolutely shooting themselves in the foot because there's far more women in this country in urban areas than men because women spend longer in third level education which means there's more professional roles in urban areas so in dublin limerick cork galway belfast there are far more women than men so if all of the people who are living in Dublin 6 or Dublin 8 or Dublin 9 are living there and working there and they're literally only looking in that little radius of 5 or 10 kilometers, of course, they're not going to give themselves the best chance of success. So unless they're willing to travel a reasonable distance to meet the right person at the halfway point, they are, you know, they're they're making it so hard for themselves. And that's why anyone who wants to join intro has to be open to very reasonable policies that are based on actual facts from the CSO. Um, the age thing is a major factor as well an awful lot of the guys will ring up and they'll want ridiculous age gaps he'll say well i'm 42 and i'm a guy so you know i want to have kids but not yet so you know do you have any 23 year olds on the books and we'll say yeah yeah we have loads of 23 year olds on the books johnny but they don't want to meet you because they're 23 mm -hmm. so um you know and you're 42 so that's not going to happen so the biggest bit of advice would be to realize just because you want something it doesn't make it happen. It doesn't make it possible. The other person has to be happy with you. Um, and so, you know, I, I just think the age thing is is a major issue. Um, and then the final uh, sort of biggest issue is, is education. And you get this snobbishness where you have an awful lot of people who ring and they say, well, I went to UCD or Trinity or I went to whatever and I've got, you know, 25 letters after my name and I've got a master's. So I couldn't possibly be matched to someone who's only a, and they'll say builder or or a bricklayer. Now, the guy might be a self-made building contractor that has 40 guys working for him, and he is self-employed and uber successful, and he would run rings around the highest academic. But an awful lot of the time, she won't give him the time of day because she doesn't feel that he is intellectually stimulating enough for her. And that's one of the major reasons why we turn away so many people, uh, about 20 a day, those three things unwillingness to travel, unrealistic age expectations, and academic snobbishness. They're key. And, and believe me, I know this for a fact because myself and Rena set this business up 13 and a half years ago over Cafe Sen, And in year one, we took everybody on. And then we thought, what the hell have we done? <laughs> we have quit our jobs. And we, and we are now in the middle of this absolute you know show um, where we are stuck dealing with people that we don't feel are capable of being pleased. Yeah. Um, they're so entitled and they're so self-destructive. Um, self-sabotage all over the shop is literally what we were seeing. And we said, oh my God, we can't be a part of this. This is, this is outrageous. We need to just educate people as to what is wrong and what they need to be open to in order to get success. So we said, let's identify all the areas that people are killing them their chances. And let's tell them, if you want success, be open to these things. And if they are open to those things, they get in. It's like a club. We, mm -hmm. we see this like a club and we see all our, our clients like they're ambassadors of intro and they're going out on up to 100 dates a week. I want them to be nice people. I want them to be sound and grounded and down to earth. And if they are those things, then they will get success. That's why one in four ends in marriage or long term relationships through us. And a third of our business is word of mouth. But we would never be here. We'd be gone after a year and a half, two years if we didn't get really strict. And so intro has become this kind of, I don't know, it's globally trademarked now, by the way, Louise. So um, you don't tend to get global trademarks for a, a matchmaking agency unless you're doing something right or different. Um, so we're about to launch our franchise across Europe and the UK and Canada. Um, and we're just 
looking for the right people to do that. And that's what's different about intro. We don't look at your star sign. We don't look at, you know, there's no like diddly eye kind of stuff going on here and magicians and leprechauns and stuff. This is this, this is very fact-based um, and very honest. And that's why this thing has lasted. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, how can people find out more about it? They can, well... They can go onto our website, intro.ie, or call us on 016-777-000. What happens, first of all, is everyone has a chat with us over the phone to make sure that everyone's on the same page so we don't waste anybody's time. And then we book you in for either an in-office appointment here on the office on Grafton Street. We're right across the road from Bewley's, or you can do a virtual appointment. And oddly enough, people prefer virtual appointments because they don't get as nervous. They oh, get really nervous when they come in. Uh, and I know it goes, it, it flies in the face of what Irish people say. Irish people say, oh, I'm no good on those video cameras. I'm <laughs> very good in person. But then they come in and they get, they end up wasting half their interview because they're really apprehensive. So don't feel like you have to come in, but you can if you want. And um, we have that hour long consultation there. And then, and then we actually um, add your profile to the database. And then the team of matchmakers then will actually collaborate and discuss the reasons why we feel, you know, Elaine is the best person for Brian or, uh, or, or, or whoever. And we then contact you by phone. We explain the profile in detail over the phone as to why they've been chosen. We get your availability. We then arrange the date. So we book the table in the restaurant that you need for a bite to eat. We do all the feedback. We do all the follow-up calls. And staff then are on call seven nights a week when the dates are taking place. So if you're running late, you can call one of the staff members and they'll notify the other person because no one gets your surname photograph or phone number and nothing ever goes online so it's very much handled for you all the way through and there's no time limit on the membership when you join so it's not like there's a stopwatch um and we are um same price for every single person everyone pays the same so it's it's very fair and equal so it's very transparent so yeah there's a lot going on and uh, they just need to call us and we we take from there we've got podcasts and we've got all sorts of stuff going on there's lots of media um so they can really familiarize themselves with us as well and obviously they can listen to this absolutely um, yeah. Fergal Harrington, thank that you so that. much for chatting to us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.